0: Today on Know the Truth, a message from Philip de Corsi called Looking to Marry. He who finds himself a wife finds a good thing. And here's what you find in a virtuous woman:
1: you find something worth far more than rubies. Happiness, joy, satisfaction, fulfillment, and finding the right one.
0: Yes, marriage can be one of the greatest sources for happiness in all of life, but choosing the right partner takes wisdom, patience, and discernment. Welcome to Know the Truth. Today, Philip DeCorsi delves into the practical wisdom found in the book of Proverbs and points out the qualities we should look for in a spouse and warning signs for what to avoid. It's the start of a message called Looking to Marry. Later information about a timely resource. Learn more at ktt.org. Now, here's Pastor Philip with today's message.
1: When Ruth Bale was a teenager, she was sent from her childhood home in China to a school in Korea. At the time, she fully intended to follow in her parents' footsteps and become a missionary. She envisioned herself confirmed as an old maid ministering to the people of Tibet to her dying day. But while she was at school, she did dream and imagine, what if God had someone special for me? What would he look like? What would I look for in him? And so she wrote some qualities down, although she never intended to marry. She wrote some qualities down about a man she would like to marry. You'll find them in her book, A Time of Remembering. Here are the qualities she wrote as a young woman in a boarding school in Korea, expecting to go back to China to serve out her days as a missionary in Tibet. If I marry, Ruth Bell writes, he must be so tall that when he is on his knees, as one has said, he reaches all the way to heaven. His shoulders should be broad enough to bear the burden of a family. His lips must be strong enough to smile, firm enough to say no, and tender enough to kiss. Love must be so deep that it takes its stand in Christ and so wide that it takes the whole lost world in. He must be active enough to be gentle and great enough to be thoughtful. His arms must be strong enough to carry a little child. Ruth Bell, as it happens, never did become an old maid. She never did become a full-time missionary to Tibet. She did find a man worth marrying, and his name was Billy Graham. And as his wife, Ruth Bell Graham became a missionary to the world. Now, as I've thought about that story and reflected upon her own reflections, I'm reminded, as I want to remind you, that you and I need to give purposeful and prayerful thought to who we will marry, because it's a matter of first importance. Outside of our decision for Jesus Christ, the decision concerning whom we will marry is the most influential choice we will make. It will change us like nothing else will, for good or for bad. In fact, if you think about it for a moment, when it comes to looking to marry the glory of God, the joy of parents, the happiness of couples, the welfare of children, the strength of churches, and the good of society, all those things are bound up in this one decision. Therefore, there's no debate as to its importance and as to its influence. It's crucial to marry the right person, and it's just as crucial to avoid the wrong person. Therefore, we need to think, like Ruth Bell Graham, as to what are some of the qualities we might look for in a spouse. Now the book of Proverbs is gonna help us to that end. Not surprisingly, here's a book that's calculated to help us live successfully, to help us choose wisely. It would seem to me that if this book has been written to that end, it's hardly going to avoid the issue of marriage because it's up there in terms of issues of importance. And you're not surprised to find out the book of Proverbs does. He who finds himself a wife finds a good thing and he obtains favor from the Lord. This book was written to um, red-blooded, full of life young men. Remember what we said in our opening study? This uh, book was written by a multiple authors to young emerging leaders in the nation of Israel. And it wanted to address life from a wisdom perspective. And therefore we're not surprised with that kind of context and audience that the book of Proverbs has expansive instruction on loving the right woman and avoiding the wrong woman who seems to be right. In fact, here's an interesting fact. As we talk about loving the right woman, Proverbs presents wisdom in feminine terms and in feminine tones. Did you notice that? Go back to chapter one with me for a moment quickly. Proverbs chapter one and verse 20. Here's what we read. Wisdom calls aloud outside. Look at what it says. She. Wisdom is personified as a woman, a lady. And this woman, this lady cries out in the open squares and cries out in the chief concourses how long, how long will you simple ones love simplicity? For scorners delight in their scorning and fools hate knowledge. Turn at my rebuke. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. Skipper over into chapter 3 and verse 13. Again, the feminine tone, feminine terms. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding for her Proceeds are better than profits of silver and her gain than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies. One last reference here is chapter four, verse five. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her. Who? Wisdom. Lady wisdom is courting you. Lady wisdom is romancing your soul. Lady wisdom wants you to marry your life and all its decisions to her. Look at verse six, do not forsake her. She will preserve you. Look at these words, love her. Love wisdom, love her and she will keep you. Seems to me that lady wisdom is a great matchmaker. Before you fall in love with anybody else, fall in love with wisdom, fall in love with her. She's got so much she wants to give you. There's riches to be had, there's joys to be known, When you fall in love with Lady Wisdom. And so here we are talking about love. Here we are talking about finding a wife. Here we are talking about searching for a spouse. Before you do it, make sure that you've courted wisdom. And we're going to do that. We're going to listen to Lady Wisdom as she talks to us about looking to marry, as she warns us about the wrong woman, and as she instructs us about the right woman. In fact, This theme of marriage and choosing well and wisely is at the beginning, at the end of the book of Proverbs. In fact, the theme of looking to marry acts as bookends to the book of Proverbs. Did you know that? Look at chapter 2 and uh, verse 11, where here we are. The prologue has taken place. The book has been introduced. The purpose has been stated. Now we're getting into some issues. We read in verse 10, when wisdom enters your heart, chapter two, and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you, understanding will keep you. Now scroll down to verse 16. What will it keep you from? Wisdom will deliver you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words. There's one of the wrong women you need to avoid. One of the dangerous women that can bring a tremendous cost to one's life. Now, there you have it early on in the book. Already these men are speaking to these young men about marriage, choosing well, choosing wisely, but they're not done. Go right to the end of the book. In fact, the longest section on one theme is at the end of the book. This is their parting shot. What's it about? It's about virtue. It's about virtuous women that make great wives. He who finds himself a wife finds a good thing. And here's what you find in a virtuous woman. You find something that's worth far more than rubies. Verse 11, her heart, the heart of her husband safely trusts in her, so he will not lack gain. She does him good, not evil, all the days of her life. Interesting, the issue of marriage is at the beginning of the book. The interesting, it's at the end of the book. At the beginning, we're told avoid this kind of woman. At the end, we're told search and find this kind of woman. Now, if you take the broader theme, then in between these two bookends, you're going to find two major things that are underscored. Number one, the happiness of finding the right woman. That's one of the themes of the book of Proverbs. The happiness of finding the right woman. We've already quoted Proverbs 18:22. He who finds himself uh, a wife finds himself a good thing. The word good there in the Hebrew carries the idea of a boon or a windfall. The man who finds himself a good woman, who loves him back, who's loyal to him, who does him good all the days of her life, he has got himself a windfall. It's the greatest investment he'll ever know, the greatest returns he'll ever enjoy. And if he finds such a woman, he should get down on his knees every day and sing the hallelujah chorus. I've found myself a good woman. I've obtained favor from the Lord. One of the themes of the book of Proverbs, Happiness joy, satisfaction, fulfillment, in finding the right wife. That's a theme that's picked up. Go with me to Proverbs 12, verse 4. I'll give you a couple of verses just to substantiate what I'm saying. I must always root my words in the Word of God or else they have no authority. I have nothing to say to you than what God has been saying to me from His Word. Proverbs 12, verse 4, "'An excellent wife is the crown of her husband.'" Again, there's a great verse showing, and a man who's found himself a great woman, he's like a king that's been crowned. It's a great day in his life. Proverbs 19, verse 14, uh, you'll pick up this theme again. 19:14. houses and riches are an inheritance from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. And there's one other verse I like that kind of highlights just the joy of loving the right woman and finding her. Proverbs 30, verse 18. There are three things which are too wonderful for me. And then he says, hold on, there's four things (laughs) that I find hard to understand. And he doesn't mean by that it's just something you can't comprehend. It's just a marvelous thing to think about. Here's the four things that are surprising and, 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 and very inviting. The way an eagle flies in the air, the way a serpent skids along the rock, the way a ship travels in the midst of the sea. And look at the fourth one, and the way of a man with a virgin. That's better translated more loosely like this. And and a man and the love he enjoys with a woman. It's one of those inspiring, inviting things about life. Love between a man and a woman. There's nothing quite like it. That's what the book of Proverbs is saying. Few things come close to blessing a man more than the love of a good woman. And if you've got one, be good to her and let her know how much you appreciate the fact that in finding her, you find outside of Jesus Christ the best thing that has ever happened to you. That's one of the themes of the book of Proverbs. But the other theme is this. If there's happiness in finding the right woman, there's heartache in finding the wrong woman. Go to Proverbs 12, verse 4. Proverbs 12 and verse 4, and you'll see what I'm saying. An excellent wife is the crown of her husband, but hold on a minute. If you're not careful, if you haven't listened to Lady Wisdom, if you haven't been courted by her and you've gone off as a suitor for your own prize and you haven't been wise and discerning, here's what you're going to find. An excellent wife is the crown of her husband, but she, that is another wife who's not excellent, she will cause you shame and she will be like the rottenness to your bones. We believe that the Hebrew there, while not specifying it, is probably talking about bone cancer. Can you imagine? That's a terrible picture. Those of us who have had family or pastors who have visited people with bone cancer, it's not a pretty sight. And yet, this is what the book of Proverbs is saying. You marry the wrong woman. And just as cancer destroys the bone structure of a man or a woman robbing them of vitality, draining the very life out of them. So will the wrong woman do to you. It's a powerful picture, isn't it? Happiness if you get the right one. Heartache if you get the wrong one. A couple of other verses that kind of highlight this. Ladies, you'll have to hold on to your seat here. But in Proverbs 19 and verse 13, here's what we read. A fully son is the ruin of his father, and the contentions of a wife are like continual dripping. You ever get, have a, one of those taps in the house and maybe the washer's got loose or the ceiling has broken and it just drips all night wrong? Keeps you awake, drives you up the walls. So is a woman who nags her husband. She's like a dripping tap. And you know what? This is stated a number of times in the book of Proverbs. Sorry, ladies, come to Proverbs 21 verse nine. Better to dwell in the corner of a housetop than in the house shared with a contentious woman. If a man marries a nagging wife, he grows a fondness for outdoor activities. That's basically what the proverb is saying. You marry the wrong woman, and you know what? You got to take up shooting in the dead of winter. Or you got to go back to your sleepover days with your male friends or whatever the case might be. One other passage actually deals with this again. If that wasn't enough, and if uh, those verses hadn't got me in, into enough trouble with the women in our congregation, here we go again. Proverbs twenty-seven, fifteen: A continual dripping on a very rainy day, and a contentious woman are alike. Whoever restrains her restrains the wind and grasps oil with his right hand. There's just no controlling that kind of woman. There'll be no leadership in that home. It'll be a disaster. And so the book of Proverbs is warning us about happiness and heartache, both ends of the spectrum when you come to the issue of choosing a good wife. This is one of the most important things. In fact, go back to our text, Proverbs eighteen twenty-two. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Now, bear those words in mind and quickly go back to chapter eight and verse 35. Proverbs 8, verse 35, wisdom is speaking again. Here's what wisdom says. Whoever finds me, finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. You not pick up the language, is very similar there. Lady wisdom is saying, if you find me, you'll find life and obtain favor from the Lord. If you find a good woman, you'll find life and find favor from the Lord. And the point is this, that there's a striking resemblance here that I think is hinting at the fact that after finding wisdom, finding a good wife is one of God's best blessings to a man. It's as important as that. I mean, if you read those early chapters in the prologue to the book of Proverbs, because the actual Proverbs really don't start till about chapter 10, verse 1. The constant reminder that wisdom is important and all you're getting, get wisdom because if you find wisdom, you'll find life and get God's favor. And yet that's the very language that is used of the man that finds himself the right woman. So important, so influential. Now I gotta pause and help our ladies here because I want you to know that as you listen to this sermon and the next time we look at it, I'm gonna look at it from a man's perspective towards a woman because that's the way the book of Proverbs has set it up. These are fathers writing to sons. And so I want to stay to the text and I'll be speaking much from a man's point of view, looking for the right woman. But I want you to know the intention of the text is not to demean women. It's not to make out that men are good and women are bad. Here's the women you got to avoid because we're okay, guys. That's not the point of the book of Proverbs. It's just fathers speaking to sons. If it was speaking to daughters, it'd be a whole different language. And I just want to let our women know the book of Proverbs holds women up with high esteem. There are dangerous women. And the book of Proverbs would, would happily admit there are dangerous men because both sexes are included in the book of Proverbs when it comes to foolishness and indiscretion. So while my language will often be directed from the man to the woman perspective, ladies, just bear in mind that anything I say, you can turn on its head. And what's true of bad women is true of bad men. What's true of women who... are are a danger. It's also true of men that are a danger. And the shoe can go on the other foot. So you'll hear the language and just you got to work through that so that uh, you don't get too upset and feel, hey, the pastor's on on the case of women. Well, that said, what ought we to be looking for when we are looking to marry? And I want to look at the subject of marrying well and wisely from the perspective of what beauty is because attraction is part of courtship and dating and pursuing a a spouse. What, What constitutes biblical attraction? What ought men to be attracted to in women? What ought women to be attracted to in men? And the book of Proverbs picks up the theme of beauty. And it contrasts false beauty and fading beauty with true beauty and inner beauty that lasts. One of the great texts in the book of Proverbs is Proverbs 31, verse 30. It's right at the end. These men are speaking to these up-and-coming generation of young men, and one of the last things they say to them is this. Charm is deceitful, beauty is vain, but a woman that fears the Lord, she is to be praised. Because you see, these men knew their sons all too well. And the men of this congregation know themselves all too well and they know their sons all too well. Men often commit the error of over-focusing on the physical and they, they catch the eye of a woman on a physical level and vice versa. And realizing the tendency of these red-blooded, full-of-life young men, these fathers want to say, hold on a minute, we want to talk to you about what real beauty is. If you come in to say to us some night, hey, dad, I find myself a wife and she's a beauty, as the Australians say, then they will want to know, well, what do you mean by that, son? What do you mean beautiful? Tell me what she's like. Well, dad, she looks like an hourglass. She's a stunner, you know? She's got the face of an angel. She's got the shape of a goddess. And at this point, these men are going to say, hold on a minute. That's not what beauty, real beauty is. That's part of the attraction, son. But now tell me about our heart. Tell me about our love of God. Tell me about our fear of the things eternal. And hopefully at this point, the boy doesn't stutter and stammer or else him and the dad are in for a long night's discussion. And that's what's going on in the book of Proverbs. And I wanna spend some time with you just looking at this subject of beauty. So while it's directed to the young people, it will have an application for us all. Because these men want to remind these boys to look beyond the physical dimensions of a woman's body, to the contours of her soul, to the shapeliness of her character. They want to remind them that charm and beauty are rooted in a commitment to God. I trust that there's a generation of young people and the thing that they find attractive is godliness, Christ-likeness. That's what the book of Proverbs wants us to think about. It wants to encourage the young men, if they're going to take a tape measure, to put it around a woman's heart, not her waist. Because charm is deceitful. Beauty is vain, passing, temporary, skin deep. But a woman that fears God will be of lasting value and lasting, sustained joy to any man that finds her.
0: There are few decisions more important than choosing the person we're going to marry. And Proverbs reminds us of the blessings we'll enjoy when we choose wisely. You're listening to Know the Truth in a message from Philip DeCourcy called Looking to Marry. If you'd like to revisit this message or share it with a friend, visit ktt.org. And Philip will be back in just a moment, so keep listening. At Know the Truth, our mission is to share the gospel with the world in need of truth through clear and compelling Bible teaching. And one of the ways we do that is by providing written resources to our listeners. And this month, to help you in your efforts to share the gospel, we want to invite you to share one of Pastor Philip's books with a friend or family member of your choice. Because when you share KTT, you share truth. The book is called Take Cover, Finding Peace in God's Protection. Philip, why don't you tell us more about this book and what inspired you to write it?
1: Absolutely, Wayne. You know, the genesis of this book comes out of my time as a police officer in Northern Ireland. Not all our listeners realize, but during the 1980s, I worked as a police officer in Belfast during the Troubles in Northern Ireland when that community was in civil conflict and on the verge of civil war. And I had to learn to take refuge and find my shelter in God's promise in Psalm 46 verse 1. God is our refuge and strength and a very present help in trouble. And I want to communicate that to other believers who are living in a very dangerous and upsetting world where we have the rise of crime. Terrorism is still with us. We see aggressive secularism and we feel that we're engaged much more manifestly in spiritual warfare. But as this book will teach, true security is not the absence of danger. It's the presence of God. I learned that, and we all need to learn that. And this book will call Christians to take refuge in God and will remind them of his promises to protect. So I can't wait to be able to share it with someone you know who's in need of God's peace. Wayne is going to tell you how you can request it. Wayne,
0: Sure, Philip, when you give a generous one-time gift or sign up to give monthly as a Truth Ambassador, we'll send a copy of Philip's book, Take Cover, to a friend or family member of your choice. Just select a friend and we'll send it to them. Also, you'll receive your own copy of the book, What God Wants Every Dad to Know, The Most Important Principles You Can Teach Your Child. This book provides clear and practical biblical insight from the book of Proverbs and equips fathers to leave their children to live each day faithfully. Just call 888-644-8811 or give online at ktt.org. Well, I'm your host, Wayne Shepherd, and there's more Bible teaching from Philip DeCorsi coming up on tomorrow's broadcast. Hear more wisdom about looking to Mary Friday on Know the Truth. Today's program was produced and sponsored by Know the Truth Incorporated. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free.